Hey everyone, welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts. This is Jesse Naylor, who's wearing Vans and a very tasteful cross. Oh, and some Grant Cone merch. I'm Grant Cone wearing Grant Cone and Grant Cone. Lots of Grant Cone. I like this shirt. Uh, it's long sleeve. I really like this hat. I like this hat that I, I'm thinking I'm going to like walk around in public wearing it being like, yep, I made it a hat with my face on it. <laughs> this is my name. If you don't know me, this is me. Yeah. I think it's tasty. Here I am, and here's me on a hat and a shirt and these shorts. It's like Grant Inception everywhere. I love it. Yeah. I I, I, I want to walk around just so I can see someone be like, hey, dear. Look at that douchebag. Be like, yeah, that's me. I'm the guy wearing all of it. Yes. Anyway, Trey Sermon got cut today. Waved. Very interesting. Uh, the Niners play a game in less than two weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about how how short Trey Lance's leash is and if he's the one with the shortest leash. And Jimmy Garoppolo, we get to keep talking about Jimmy for like another year. Okay, let's start with Trey Sermon, though. They yeah, so look. So, yeah, so here's the interesting thing about Trey Sermon, and, and I feel like there there was some strategy involved in this because if they had cut him yesterday instead of putting him on the initial 53, then he would have been in that first wave of guys that are hitting waivers, right? right. And so I think for them, they like him enough to where they want to continue to work with him and develop him, but he's not good enough to be on this team, right? Or they like him enough to develop him because they don't want to look like they wasted a third round pick is probably more likely. Right. So they want to keep him on the practice squad. So I like the way that they went about it. I also think this is the right move. I mean, when I was putting together what I thought the roster would look like, I had him and hasty being cut. Mm. So I think they made the right move here, but the way that they did it a day later, I think was also very smart because they do have an opportunity to keep him if they want to bring him back on the practice squad as well. Yeah, and you know, it's like it was embarrassing that you traded up in the in round three to get him and he didn't work out. But another way you could look at it is Jordan, someone pushed him off the roster. It's not like he was, I mean, yeah, he's not good, but he's they would have kept him. Jordan Mason is good. Undrafted rookie free agent. He's so good, someone had to go. And from John Lynch's perspective, it's like, okay, yeah, I missed on this trade, but I got this diamond in the rough. It equals out. So uh, it's like, yeah, this one didn't work out, but we still got a running back. Like Jordan Mason is everything we wanted Trey Sermon to be. So what's the difference? This guy's name is Jordan. His name is Trey. Now they don't have that confusion of two trays in the same huddle. That was confusing. <laughs> no, very confusing. We thought that a starting running back and quarterback had to be named Trey. That was the rules. Turns out that's not necessarily the case, Grant. Yeah. But the rest of the practice squad is also shaping up. So for me, this was my concern yesterday was they decided to keep three quarterbacks. Obviously, the Jimmy news was was crazy, right? Even though you thought that he was going to stay, I don't think the way that it happened was it, anything that anybody could have really predicted. And just how last second it was, it was like, oh, by the way, we re reworked his contract. Here's a press conference. So yeah. for me, I was worried about losing guys like Willis, Malik Turner, like those types of players. Um Castro Fields, who they did actually end up losing. Yeah, yeah. Poe. Like, those yeah. were the guys. And then it was funny because they ended up losing all of them. I'm like, oh, God. Like, they they didn't keep any of these guys with a lot of talent. And they let go of Teray. But really, if you look at the practice squad, Malik Turner's back. Teray's back. Poe's back. Quantrez Knight's back. 
Like they did a really good job of keeping a lot of these fringe players on the roster. The only one that they really lost, and maybe to them it's not that big of a loss, is Castro Fields. Like that's the one guy that I think people are really like, "Ah, I I wish he would have stuck around, right? Like I wish we could have seen him develop. But I think they did a pretty good job constructing this whole thing overall. Yeah, Tariq Castro Fields, it would have been nice. Like could they have kept him instead of Curtis Robinson? sixth linebacker he's here for special teams like yeah it's good to have a special teams guy but Tariq Castro Fields is a cornerback who you kept Brock Purdy because he's a quarterback right it's an important position well Tariq Castro Fields is a cornerback and you kept a sixth linebacker or the other way you could look at it is you kept Ambry Thomas over Tariq Castro Fields Mm -hmm. that's the thing I'd like to sort of I'm going to track those two careers and see which one has a better career because at least in camp I thought Castro Fields was better they're both about six one. They both run four three. I mean, they they both have similar athletic profiles. Um, Ambry was just a third round pick, and he I, he's done something though. Trey Sermon did absolutely nothing for the 49ers in the NFL. Ambry had that pick week eighteen, so he's had moments. I guess they felt like it's you can't just cut him because of a bad off season or whatever. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, one thing I think the 49ers proved or Shanahan proved to us is we had questions last week. We talked yeah. about this. We talked about cut day coming up and how quickly are they willing to let go of some of these guys, right? Just a year ago, they drafted Ambry, who we thought was a French player. They drafted Sermon, who we thought would be a French roster player. And it turns out if they bring Sermon back on the practice squad, which I think they will, I don't think Taylor Hawkins. I think that's the one guy that I'm looking at saying, you think, "Okay, you, have- you think Sermon clears waivers?" I do. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I think so because they they waited till day two. Like they let all the frenzy happen, and they're like, "Oh, let's just sneak him onto the waivers and see if we can sneak it past everybody." Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, he should, but it just wow, what a come down. Yeah. What a come down. Absolutely. So assuming they do get him back, I mean, they weren't really that willing to let go of these guys early enough, potentially. We'll see. I mean, hopefully it works out for them. But yeah, man, it's an interesting turn. And I think a lot of those roster questions, I still question the four tight ends. Like, that's a little interesting to me. I I don't, you know, that one I'm still questioning. Did they they pick up Tyler Croft? I missed that. I think so. I think they did bring him back. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hold All on, indications see. were that they were, and I'm pretty Cross sure that I've seen somewhere that he Top came back. Tyler Croft. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tyler Croft, for sure. And Jordan Willis. Yeah. So Tyler Croft and Jordan Willis back. Yeah. Who did, Which I, I like Willis being back. I like, I like him Willis too. I mean, he was one of the main reasons they were in the NFC Championship game last year. Let's be frank. Oh, yeah. A lot of things oh, had yeah. to go their way, and he was part of it. Brandon, thank you for becoming a member. 49ers Cade says, I'm okay seeing Sermon go. He stutters behind the line more than I stutter talking to an attractive girl. Too much information. Yeah, a little TMI. I'm not going to lie. little yeah. TMI. It's okay, 49ers Cade. I think you're a great guy, and you should be really confident. Go up there and say it from your heart. Uh, Sermon stutter stepping is a lot like, to me, he, he was a lot like Carlos Hyde. The Niners drafted Carlos Hyde, and they thought they were gonna. He was just gonna be this vicious between the tackles zone read guy, and he was just like always trying to bounce to the outside. They're like, "No, what are you doing?" And Sermon was like that, but even more. It's like I, I don't know what happened, but in tr- in preseason this year, he was not running hard enough. It's like he didn't have his heart in it. He was better last year. I don't know what the hell that was. Don't know. 
I, I genuinely do think there might be something to him getting knocked out in one of his first Maybe. carries. Like that's Maybe. that has to mentally hang with you a little bit, I would imagine. Plus the pressure of knowing that you've got a lot of good backs on this team. They just drafted another guy in yeah. round three and they brought a UDFA in that's killing it. Like there's a lot of pressure to make it in this league. It really is. Either he's just horrendous or maybe he didn't want to be here or both. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen much I mean, to say that he's not horrendous. He's just slow. He's a bad combination of slow, indecisive, and doesn't run hard. Like, and not power. Yeah, he's not powerful for no. his size. He not does, has no burst. No. Not decisive. I mean, you can throw to him a little bit. You know, he's he's big. He's got, but like he can catch. What's he gonna do with the ball? And he can't. That's a problem. So anyway, goodbye, Trey Sermon. Maybe we're never gonna talk about you again. Let's talk about. This is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about week one. I oh, love okay. talking about games and opponents that are coming up. And I feel like Niner fans either are overlooking the Bears or nervous about this game and don't want to talk about it. Because God forbid, it's like, God forbid they lose week one to Justin Fields. That would be the worst. The worst thing that could happen. I don't expect that to happen. But it's football. Anything could happen. Especially week one, where a lot of these guys haven't even played much in preseason. So, Niners are six and a half point favorites on the road. What is your biggest concern for them heading into this game? I think it's Kyle Shanahan. I mean, okay, so last year was a little bit different, but I think there was a lot of lucky things that happened for that offense to look good in week one. Remember last year going into week one, the conversation was, well, Shanahan offenses start out slow. This could mm -hmm. be a trip up game. I still think all those rules apply. I really do. Plus, Game one going against an athletic mobile quarterback. Sometimes it takes a while to get used to that on defense. And so I do think that the defensive line should dominate for the most part. However, Justin Fields can get mobile and absolutely wreck your day. So looking at that, trying to prepare. Now, let's also not forget that the practice squad quarterback or the the scout team quarterback sounds like it's going to be Jimmy. It, would that would it be the second quarterback or would it be Purdy? Oh no no no! It's going to be Jimmy. The number two quarterback is going to be Jimmy. Right. Yeah. I know. So he'll he'll be the uh, the, right, the scout, scout team, team guys. Team. He'll be giving you the Justin Fields look. Right. Yeah. Good yeah. Luck. That's not. So yeah. last year, remember they had Trey Lance to help them prepare for those guys. This year they don't, and so. I think week one playing against a mobile quarterback is a tough assignment always. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is Kyle Shanahan offenses tend to start slow. And now imagine that you're throwing in a first time starting quarterback. I mean, for the most part into that offense to run things. I think there's a, a real serious chance here that this offense sputters week one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Here's here's the way I look at it. I feel like a lot of people, like the national media, love that. Love that. Uh, the national, you made that, by the way, right? Yes. <laughs> the national media is making it this whole season about Trey Lance. Is Lance ready? Is Lance going to shit the bed in Chicago? And what if he does? Will they bench him at halftime? What are they going to do? If Lance, <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm not looking at it like that. This, time, this team has done so much with Jimmy, who you know how I feel about Jimmy. And so uh, to me, that's not the question here. He's not the concern. I mean, he could come out and throw four picks. I don't think he will. To me, the concern is let's let's take it back to last year when they played Chicago in Chicago. They did this game last year, all right? Everyone talks about the, the Bears suck. The Niners are the best team in the league, or at least 
you know, beyond like when you take the quarterback out of it, the Niners were losing to the Bears at halftime last year. They were going to lose that game until what happened, Jesse? Debo Samuel, 82 yards, screen pass. Yeah. Debo. Okay, so that was the moment when Debo went from being a very good NFL player to being super Debo. You were looking like, oh, he's a cheat code. This guy's a freak. I didn't know, he, but he's a cheat code. And then he was for the rest of the year. If the Niners have that player in this game on September 11th, they're going to cover the spread, smoke the Bears. Mm. If if it's Debo, the, the Debo we saw in preseason, I wouldn't call that. I, I felt like last year that was super Debo. Remember in Super Mario, you have the mushroom, eat the mushroom, you became Super mm -hmm. Mario. That was super Debo. The Debo we saw in preseason, that was like a double Debo with cheese. <laughs> I mean, if he's a wide back, that was like, like preseason Debo was like badonka donk, like a double XL wide back. I'm sorry. W wide back was more of like a physical trait versus yes. like what he actually plays. Which Debo are they getting? Because Debo was the reason they beat the Bears last year, as good as they are. All I know is that Justin Fields, I like him a lot. He played this team last year as a rookie, completed 70% of his throws, ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. Now he's in his second year. He's a good player. Trey Lance is in his first year, and it's not about him. It's about Debo. Debo, are you ready? He's hurt right now. He's got a contusion on the back of his leg. Again, if he's ready, it's not even a contest. If he's not, I'm concerned. I have concerns. I, I would say the Debo thing, this is interesting, right? Because in a vacuum, I'm not worried about the injury with Debo, right? Like, I'm not worried about a contusion on the back of the knee because I think he's going to play week one. However, it is worrisome because he hasn't had the off season to get probably in the best shape because he didn't want to hurt himself and prepping for the biggest contract. Right. And he didn't have time to work with Trey Lance. Well, now this is your two weeks for the install to get ready, work with Trey Lance. And you can't because you're hurt. Right. Yeah. So am I afraid he's not going to play week one? No, that's not it no, at all. It. Yeah. But is he going to have time to work with Trey Lance and build that continuity? Maybe not. And that is going to be the top of his game. Maybe not. So right. that's the one thing that concerns me because when Debo's at the top of his game, the Niners are hard to beat when he's not their offense can sputter. As you said, they struggle week one. Well, week one last year, they, they put up points because Debo went crazy in that freaking game. He had the yeah. long touchdown catch in Detroit. If he's not doing that this year, I mean, is is Ayuk going to take over the game? I haven't seen him do that in a while, if ever. Is Kittle going to take over the game? Maybe. Maybe they'll just have to put it all on Jordan Mason. I don't know. We'll see. But it's just so easy when Debo's doing his thing. Have you heard anything about Mitchell at all? Have I heard anything? I saw him at practice the other day. He looks like he's healthy. But okay, all right. That's like, good. How long can he stay healthy? Gotcha. It's pretty much the thing with him. But no, he looks healthy right now. Him and McGlinchey were back. Okay. Um, that's Brunskill great. That's great. Not back. So yeah, Mitchell looking okay. good. My hot okay. take for this year is that Jordan Mason is going to lead the team in rushing. My, you know what? I remember last year when Moster. This was when Moster was healthy. I said it would be Jeff Wilson Jr. And he could then, do, man. He's and then he got the MC, yeah. yeah, he got the MCL yeah. thing or whatever meniscus. Yeah, I mean, I I could see any of them to be real leading this team. Whoever I, I stays healthy, I don't trust any of them. Whoever yeah, stays healthy. Absolutely. Because the thing yeah. is, if Elijah Mitchell gets hurt, then Jeff Wilson gets his opportunity. If he gets hurt, then Ty Davis Price gets his opportunity. And if he sputters like he did in preseason, then boom, Jordan Mason time. 
Yeah, absolutely. I want to see George. All right, anyway. <laughs> um, so everyone's talking about how short is Trey Lance's leash. If he's losing at halftime, will the vets on the team go to Kyle and say, we we have no confidence in Trey. We want Jimmy. If he loses the first game, will Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, George Kittle go to Kyle and say, we voted, we've spoken, the vets want Jimmy. Um, I don't know. It seems like they like Trey Lance too. I don't know if they're necessarily going to turn him right away, barring a four-pick game. There are some other players on this team that have a short leash, including, I mean, including Lance, maybe. Who, which, which, which players on this team do you think have the shortest leash? And is Lance in that group? Let's go, let's go one by one because I don't want to say them all and then take some of your players. And I, I have a few of them. I'm actually going to start with the running back position. I think Elijah Mitchell has a short leash. Yeah. Like if he comes out and looks sluggish right away, yeah. he doesn't look explosive. Right. Maybe he has an early fumble, something crazy, which he didn't do last year. They easily are like, dude, we got Jeff Wilson Jr. We got yeah. Mason. We got TDP. We're not riding with you. And and a short leash at that position could put you all the way at the back of that depth chart. It really could because Shanahan doesn't mess around. I feel like he rides the hot hand. I think Elijah Mitchell right now has a very, very short leaf leash going into he's been like he's been healthy for like two weeks this offseason so to me a little bit like last year jeff wilson jr didn't look like himself because he was never healthy he never had the offseason to get into football shape well that's mitchell this year jeff wilson yeah. jr has been healthy the whole offseason he's in tip-top shape mitchell it's hard to say that he is so i can see that i can see that by the way uh jeff wilson jr a lot of people think he's older i i get the feeling people think he's older he's only 26 like he's still and he hasn't he doesn't have a a lot of carries under his belt like he no. really could be a bell cow for a season barring health obviously that's a big thing but he's a three down back good blocker good receiver good player it's just yeah. that he runs upright and tends to get hurt i mean he had the the, the high ankle sprain the knees if you could say healthy i mean he could lead the team in rushing he could yeah he did two years ago. He had two. He had ten touchdowns two years ago. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That yeah. Patriot game, man, I'll never forget that Patriot game. Oh my he was, gosh, he was the best player on the field in that game. Oh yeah, by he a was. wide margin. He was crazy good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, let me let me name a name. Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks never started a game in his career. He might be Josh Garnett. He could get replaced immediately by the guy they picked up today off of waivers. What was his name? I forget his name. Hans. Um, oh, oh, no, no, no. They picked up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it Hans? Hans, whatever. The, uh, yeah. What is dude's from name? Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, from Cleveland. Yep. Uh, his name is. Uh, <laughs> they also have Poe sitting there, too, that they could call up at any time. Blake Hans, of course. Him, Poe, uh, McKivitz. I mean, there's so many options. So, yeah. uh, him. Who else? I Brandon. think. Yeah, I said no. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think any any three of those guys on the interior have a short leash. To be real with you, I could see Brendel having a short leash. I think there's a reason why they kept Zakel on this roster. I think they look at him as a center long term. I, I really do. Yeah. And so, you know, whether it's it's him or if Brun I think Brunskill's health plays into this because he could come in as well, a veteran that they trust. Yeah, I do. I think any one of those three interior offensive linemen certainly could have a short leash. I, I really do. With Zakel, I think the thing they like about him as opposed to Poe is Zakel's kind of like Brunskill in the sense that he can theoretically, they feel like they can project him playing all three, all five positions. 
you know, both tackle spots, both guard spots and center because he's a guard right now, but he's six, six. He's got the body to play tackle if he needs to. And he apparently can play center too, or they want him to that's Brunskill and Brunskill's yeah. hurt and Brunskill's not going to be on the team next year. He's going to be a free agent. And I'm sure they're thinking one year ahead of time. And maybe they're thinking him, he is the next Brunskill. So as opposed to Poe who can't play tackle too short. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at someone all. Said, he might be a good guard though. Someday. Someone said to Trent Williams, you know, Jason Poe, he's so short. He's six one. He's like, is he? They list him as six one. Like, are you sure he's six one? I, I don't sure know. He's not five eleven. Are you sure he's not five? So yeah, a little bit different. Have um, you been able to like stand next to him and try to gauge how tall he actually is? Because you're about six got, one yourself, right? It's hard to tell. He's got a okay. couple inches on the fro, which is always All right. deceiving. Yeah. All right. And he he's got cleats on, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the thing with like Trey Lance's leash, it's interesting because I don't know if you heard uh Kurt Warner talking with rich eisen about this he's talking about his situation this where he was on the giants when eli manning was a rookie and eli was terrible that year and you know kurt warner was decent and i guess yeah they benched him frequently for eli because they were trying to prepare for the future and a lot of players in the team aren't necessarily concerned about the future part of the future they want to win and they wanted kurt warner to start and kind of explaining the kind of pressure that can come from inside your own locker room if you're not winning with the young quarterback. Um, but again, I, I don't necessarily foresee the Niners losing a bunch of games and Trey being the reason. If he is, we'll talk about it at that time. I just don't see that happening. I don't. I don't either. I really don't. But it is interesting. I mean, the we, we it's funny because we didn't actually even have this as a full topic. But to me, like it, it's interesting because I keep hearing this phrase thrown out there. Well, if he doesn't want to get benched, that's on him. As long as he plays good enough, he'll stay in. Nobody would have said that if it was Purdy or Sudfield back there. Not a single person. Now, all of a sudden that it's Jimmy Garoppolo, this perceived leash gets a lot shorter. Now, that doesn't mean that's what Shanahan's thinking, but that's what the fans are thinking. And I find it really odd because if Jimmy has to play an extended amount of time, He's not winning a Super Bowl either. Like they don't have if Trey Lance isn't the answer at quarterback to win a Super Bowl this year, they don't, they don't have, have that answer, answer on this roster. Exactly. They don't yeah. have the answer. Right. So it doesn't matter. You've right. got to let him go through his growing pains again. This right. is why right. they should have done it last year. Like we said the whole time. Exactly. That's a good point. Like just pressing the eject button after one loss. Say they lose to Chicago week one and Trey Lance is shaky. Like oh, experiment over going back to, to Jimmy, going back to Jimmy to do what? To to be a wild card team and run the ball in the playoffs and come up short. Like, great. That's your, that's who you are. It's like you can understand it. It's like uh the Blazers. They right. clung to that Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum backcourt forever. It's like, yeah, like it makes you guys playoff team. You'll win 45, 50 games, sell playoff tickets. You're not gonna win a champion, it's not gonna work. How many years do you have to go to the playoffs and lose before you figure out it's not good enough? You have to blow it up and try something different. That's my analogy. Like it happens a lot in the NBA. A team tops out the jazz. You're not going to make it. Blow it up. Do something different. I think the Niners topped out with Jimmy Garoppolo. So going back to him, it's like, okay, it'll feel good when you have a few more wins and losses and you go to the playoffs, but you're not going to win freaking Super Bowl. So what's the deal? I talked for four years about getting rid of CJ McCollum. Like I knew it wasn't going to work forever. Grant, I swear. <laughs> yeah. 
true. But no, that that's just it, right? Like, so that's the perceived answer, right? Is oh, we know we can win games with Jimmy, but it's like the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. Winning games is not that's that's not the goal here. Yeah. Now I do love the Jimmy. We can be the seventh seed with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Like, right? So (laughs) who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Uh Exactly. So it's like. Yes, I, I like having a really good backup just in case you need a few games. That makes sense. But if it's like, well, listen, if Trey's not performing, we get to pull him and put in Jimmy and we'll be good. No, we won't be good. We won't be good. We just won't. And Kyle Shanahan's stock will really take a hit if he just gives up on Trey Lance after three, four, five starts. Like, dude, you gave up the farm for this guy. People don't forget. You can't just switch back and be like, you know what? Psych. Like, no, you can't play. You can't just pull the side card. Psych. Everybody keeps saying it's Trey Lance's fault if he gets pulled. No, 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 no. It's Kyle Shanahan's fault. If this doesn't work, it's not on Trey Lance. It is on Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's the one that made the choice. Kyle Shanahan's the one that decided to sit him. Kyle Shanahan's the the one that decided to put this offensive line in front of him. Kyle Shanahan is the one that decided to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. If Trey doesn't work... It's not a Trey problem. It's a Shanahan problem. But here's how how Kyle made it very complicated. Had he got rid of Jimmy last year as soon as that, because when you make a trade like that, you usually just get rid of the quarterback and start the young guy and go with it. But he didn't. He kept Jimmy. It was highly irregular. And the idea was, we like Trey, but we're not just going to throw him in there and live and die with his growing pains. We're going to play him when he's ready, right? No one knows what ready is. But if he comes out here and doesn't look ready the first couple of games, then by Kyle's own logic, he shouldn't be playing. Because the mm. whole idea was he's going to be seasoned. He's going to sit and, and season on the on the practice squad, on the scout team. And then when he's ready, he'll play. So a lot, a little of this, some of the, he, Kyle created a referendum on Kyle. Is he, on Trey, is he ready? Is he ready? Is he ready? Every play, every throw, Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. If he doesn't look ready, if they lose a couple games, they might go back to Jimmy just so they can win and feel good about themselves while Trey gets ready. While I would say the only way you can get ready is by freaking playing. Yeah. Kyle. Yes. yes. And, and frankly, if he's not ready after last year, that's, a you know, what does that say about your plan, of your ability to develop him on the bench? Maybe that doesn't work. Maybe he needs to play. See, it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot. But it's a spot that he's put himself in, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the spot that he chose. So, yeah. however it falls, that's that's why I think he's going to be stubborn with it. I, I really do. I think, like, I think the thought that Jimmy's there, and so maybe the, short, the leash could be short. I, I really don't think it's as short as what people think. And that's why I think talking about some of these other players that probably do have some short leashes is important because I think they're more realistic. Look, I think Kyle wants to give Trey a long, very long leash. That's his guy. Um, players are different. Players want to yep. win now. That being said, all the vets on this team are locked up long term. So the future should be important to them. Debo's here for three years. Kittle's here for a few more years. Armstead, everyone's locked up except for Bosa, who's going to get locked up. So they should be invested in the future. I think. I think. What key player on the Niners is needs to get to the Super Bowl this year to be validated to get paid? Nobody no one? to get paid. Nobody, nobody. Not that kind of team. No. 
So I think these team leaders should really think hard. And if they uh, turn on Trey after one or two games, shame on them. Because you, what are you yeah. going back to? The 20th best quarterback in the league? Give me a break. I mean, it's not like you're saying, oh, you know, it's Joe Montana. We can't afford to let Trey Lance learn. We got freaking Joe. You don't have Joe Montana. It's like, which quarterback do you want to make mistakes? The guy who never learns from them or the guy who's 22 and might just improve? Who do you want out there making mistakes? I'll take Trey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's exactly what it has to be. I, I agree with you. I don't, I think the perceived leash is, is really not that big of a deal. I don't think it's that short at all. I, I really don't. CJ Smooth says, what's the likelihood Jordan is a starter midseason? I, I think it could definitely happen. I mean, last year, no one thought Elijah Mitchell was going to be the leading rusher going in, like, when week one started. No one's like, hey, watch out for Elijah. And then yeah. 20 carries a game. Why couldn't Jordan do that? Yeah, and, and here's the funny thing, too, about preseason. Last year, if you remember, it was Sermon was the next man up. But as soon as Mostert went down, it wasn't Sermon that came up. It no. was Mitchell, Right. right? And even this we year, we don't know the pecking order right now. Right, exactly. And and even this year, when some of the corners went down, it was guys like Knight who they cut and took a chance on. Guys like uh, who Castro Fields right. that were the starters. Right. But they didn't make this team. So it's funny they do these things in preseason where you have this perception that oh, this guy is next in line. He's on the depth chart. That's not always the case. Teams just play guys to play guys sometimes. We don't even know who their starting running back is going to be week one. It no. could be Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. He's had a great offseason. Elijah Mitchell's been hurt the most of the time. So we don't yeah. even know. Yeah. That's a good point. Carlos says Lance needs to make good plays with Kittle. When this happens, he's going to be all right. Mullins could, right? Third down, hit Kittle. Yeah, that's a good lesson for any quarterback coming in. Throw to Kittle. Yeah. Throw to Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> Throw to Kittle. You know, I mean, the, the thing with Kittle is they overuse him. He gets worn down. He he misses time. But when he's out there and healthy, throw to Kittle. They can't throw to Kittle enough. In fact, they don't throw to Kittle. Throw, him in, throw to him in the red zone, end zone. Throw to Kittle. He catches the throw ball. Throw to Dwelly. Dwelly's got the sure hands. That's a good point. Scott <laughs> says, if the interior line is bad as expected, don't see Jimmy going uh, doing any better than the Lance. Alex Mack retiring after free agent and draft really bothers me. I mean, it sounds to me like Alex Mack was pretty clear. Like, hey, guys. I'm probably not going to play this year. I'm getting married. And the Niners were like, think about it. He was like, mm -hmm. no, nah, I don't think I'm going to play this year. They're like, don't rush into a decision. They're like, I don't want to play football anymore. And they're like, hey, come on, take a, take a little time. I, think they were, I mean, I don't know, but it just felt like they, like they were in denial about it. He's, how old? He's almost 40 years old. What was he going to do? Even the way they talked about it, it sounds like they were in denial. Because every time they were asked, they're like, we think we know, but we'll let him tell you guys. <laughs> okay, bud. We get it. Yeah. Um, also, there's a little bit of we're getting to learn, getting to know Chris Forster, mm. the offensive line coach. One couple things about him. Kyle Tressen. He's old school. I think his dad knows him. Kyle Tressen, I think he worked for his dad. Two, he has very strong opinions. One is that Jake Brendel is the truth, even though guys played like, no, not at all. So Chris Forster has a hot take. Kyle believes him. We'll see if Chris Forster is the truth, because if he's right about this, then wow. Wow. I mean, how did you, how did you know? How did you know? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Three snaps yeah. in the last three years. <laughs> snaps the last three years. Wow. 
Literally the Raheem Mostert's of centers. I love it. We'll take it. Unreal. Uh, Jesse says, Jesse Pridgen says, seems like some Niners fans are okay with just being a playoff team. I agree. I, I agree so with that. I, I also, th- go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I, I think, <laughs> I think 49er fans, some 49er fans genuinely do think that when you say, oh, they can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy, they're like, well, how can you say that they made it? Just look at the history of the league, right? I think there's been 11 Super Bowls out of 56 or whatever that have been won by non-Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. Okay, A lot of non-Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks make it to the Super Bowl. They don't win a lot. When you talk about guys like Flacco and uh, Nick Foles, these are exceptions, not the rules. And I challenge you, go find a non-Hall of Fame quarterback that made the Super Bowl, lost, and made it back. It doesn't exist. Yeah, like there's a one-off, and Jimmy had his chance, yeah. and he, he he fumbled it, he blew it. Sorry. And and that, by the way, that number shrinks even more when you go from non-Hall of Fame caliber down to players that have never made a Pro Bowl, because guys that people say, oh, is you know, journeyman, horrible quarterback, most of those guys made Pro Bowls, including guess what, Trent Dilfer. Also, his numbers in the playoffs are terrible. They're even worse in the fourth quarter. You look at Flacco's numbers in the playoffs, they were great. Foles' numbers in the playoffs, they were great. So those guys, like, they would take their game to another level. Like, who the hell do you think you are? And why are you playing this well? Jimmy's not like that. Jimmy plays his best in November. (laughs) Bruna says he laughed when Panthers re-signed Cam as a replacement for Darnold, who replaced him in the first place. Uh, We laugh. Niners did the same. History repeats, repeats itself. Good point, Maruna. Great point. Sean Weaver says the only way I'd like to uh only way I'd like to the bench after two games is if Trey committed six turnovers in each game, but the likelihood of that happening is incredibly thin. Yeah, but it seems like okay. people really think that he's gonna go out there and just I mean, wet the bed all in his face. Yeah. And people talk about him having a really bad preseason. People keep saying he really struggled in preseason. He had no turnover worthy plays, and his numbers were way better than Jimmy's numbers were in the preseason last year. But again, nothing Jimmy does is a counted. It's like, okay, he'll be fine. He wins. Trey, I'm just trying to point out he's under so much scrutiny. He puts up decent numbers in the preseason. People are like, he was terrible. I was like, well, actually, he was objectively way better than Jimmy was on the same team in preseason last year. Like, well, that doesn't matter. Why are you talking about preseason stats? You're the one talking about preseason stats with Trey. Well, it's like, okay. So there's two different there's the Trey rubric and the Jimmy rubric. The Jimmy rubric is handsome wins games check check trey is like well you know that lead foot and the the, the wobble and the, the, the it's like it's an endless list of things that he can't ever sorry it's going off do you do you remember do you remember game two of 2019 that preseason when so jimmy garoppolo in practice threw five straight interceptions right yeah. which was a big deal yeah then in that same game against the broncos came out went one for six yeah. With an interception and had a yeah. second one that was dropped. Yeah. With a I think 0.0 passer rating. Yeah. Ima- could you imagine if that was Trey Lance? Just think about for a second if that happened to Trey Lance. The sky would fall. Like people would lose their minds yeah. about it. And it's it's just funny to me how nitpicky we are. I <laughs> there was a video floating around of Trey Lance throwing a 50-yard pass in practice the other day. I literally had somebody comment on that, Grant, and say, it was a nice throw, but I wish the receiver was running instead of standing still. Trey, tell him. 
Tell him, Trey. What's funny? Dude. Yeah. Organize the drill better. JC says, hey, Grant and Jesse Grant, how does access to the locker room affect coverage as a journalist? Do you think it will be helpful this year? Plus the Jacquard, Andre Nicotina, cool shirt, Johnny Croft. Um, first question first. Access to the locker room, uh, I don't know. They haven't opened up the locker room yet. Um, I I don't know. We'll see. It's been a while. I'll let you know, but it will change things. And then uh, I do think it'll be helpful too. Um, Jacker, Nicotina, Jacker. But they're great. And they made music together. But the Jacker, for sure. Um, good question. All right. Jesse thinks Jimmy Garoppolo's restructure pay cut is covering up the real issue. But I don't know what the real issue is. What is it, Jesse? I'm going to go full conspiracy theory here. No, I, I don't I listen. You would. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't think that it was purpose purposeful in covering it up. But it's funny how every conversation for the last 48 hours has transitioned to Trey Lance has a short leash. The media is talking about this. We're talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Not a single one of us are talking extensively about this offensive line enough yeah. right now they are less than two weeks away from week one we don't know if mcglinchy is going to play if mcglinchy plays i feel a lot better about things but if mcglinchy doesn't play grant they're going to run out most likely a starting offensive line that has seven starts from left guard to right tackle yep. seven combined starts and two of them have zero starts that's what they're going to throw out there with Arguably the best left tackle to ever play football, right? And, and so even if McGlinchy goes, like what version of him are they getting? He's been hurt all offseason like Mitchell. And how long can he go? Is yeah. it does he come out after the first quarter? Like we we don't know what this looks like. And so for me, it doesn't matter if it's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Patrick Mahomes back there. If that's the offensive line, they may struggle mightily no matter who the quarterback is. And I think that's the real conversation because that right there, and, and I purposefully didn't bring it up when you asked what can derail the Bears game in week one. Right. This really is the biggest thing, Grant. Like this is the number one thing. If they can't protect the quarterback, whoever it is, it's not going to matter. Like they they could lose any game without yeah. keeping their quarterback upright. So that's the real issue at hand this season. I completely agree. And then bringing in um... – Blake Hans to me is again like okay, so he has eight career starts. That makes he's like a vet on this team. Make yep. move over for Blake Hans. Hold on, like <laughs> he might be their starting right tackle week one. You know, because it's not like Colton Kivitz is an asset. So yeah, there's that. But I want to come back to what I was saying earlier, Debo. Like last year, to a degree, uh, the Bengals kind of proved you could have a terrible offensive line, but if you have a a wide receiver like Jamar Chase or Debo Samuel, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quick. Just give him the ball. Who cares about the trenches at that point? Like he just flips the game. So Debo can do stuff like that. And if he's super Debo, then he can sort of mitigate the problem. If he's double Debo with cheese, then the offensive line is going to be under the crosshairs because he's the cheat code that makes that not an issue. So again, Debo, you're their best player. You've got to be super Debo. They're counting on you. They just gave you more guaranteed money than any 49ers player ever, ever has gotten. Come on, man. You got to be ready to go week one, not week four. I want to throw this out there, though, too, because a lot of people, 
and you, and you just brought it up, but I think a lot of people are saying this as well. Well, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, that's what they point to. Well, if the 49ers offensive line isn't good, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Okay, first of all, again, we talk about anomalies. That's one of them. Right. But the offensive line protection issues with the Bengals is a bit overblown because here's what happened. Everybody goes and looks at the sacks and they say, well, look at how many sacks they gave up. Reality is Burrow came out after the season and said a lot of those sacks on third down, especially are on him because he will yeah. purposefully hold the ball, take a sack just to see if he can make a play happen because they're going right. to punt anyways. When you look at the actual pressure rate of that offensive line, it was only like 12th worst in the league. Like it wasn't as bad as what people want to make it out to be. I'm not saying it was good, but I would put that offensive line and probably take it over this offensive line without Mike McGlinchey until they prove something like I don't trust it. And, and here's the other thing. Without McGlinchey, they have Trent Williams and backups. That's what you would call the offensive line. Trent Williams and backups. Right. Which was my sort of issue with signing Trent Williams, although I don't think it's his fault that they don't have other starting caliber no. offensive linemen. It's bad drafting. Burford, maybe. Burford has, has a chance. There's Poe lurking. Zakel, but Aaron Banks, I, dude, you could got to show something, man. I mean, you might be worse than Trey Sermon. You got to show something, Aaron. Here's what sucks, though, too, Grant, because one of the things that I talk about with Trey Lance a lot is Lance a lot. That's funny, Lance a lot. Yeah, I just thought that the things that I talk about with Trey Lance often is that he's in year two, right? And so he deserves grace, three years grace. And it sounds like I'm not giving that grace to some of these other players that are in front of him. I am giving that grace to Banks and Burford and these guys. The problem is it's not their fault. It's not their fault at all. Really, again, it comes down to a front office decision-making fault because everybody has this perception that this team is ready to win now. And if you don't protect Trey while right. he's trying to develop, you're probably not going to win a lot. Like that's just the reality of the situation. So We'll see how it plays out, but I think all of these players deserve that grace. I just don't know how patient we can be with any of them because it is a perceived win-now roster. Yes, Dustin the Gale says, why is the national media so obsessed with saying Jimmy brought the Niners to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship? Why do their fans want to move on? I can't take it. Yeah, I mean, to me, like if you really are watching this team, they gave Jimmy five years. He couldn't get over the hump. They got to try something different. I mean, going back to Jimmy is like, it's insanity. It's been proven it doesn't work. You're trying again to do something you know doesn't work, ultimately. I mean, if, the, if, if, if your goal is Super Bowls. I, I thought that was the Niners' goal, unless you want to all of a sudden be the Arizona Cardinals and be like, hey, look at us in the in the playoffs. Oh, okay. That's pretty nice. I'm sorry. I thought these were the Niners. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. And this is not necessarily the fault of these guys, but it's impossible to watch all 32 teams close. It just is. And so whether it's the 49ers or any other team, if you've got content creators for those teams and you want to know what's really going on, I really suggest tapping in with them because that's all they focus on. Here's my question to anybody that thinks that Jimmy took them anywhere. If you can give me one playoff game, just one, that's all I'm asking. He's been in six. Just give me one playoff game that he was the reason they won. Oh, my and God. I'll stop say, the NFC Championship won. game 2019, those six completions. Right. They were right. the best. His eight passes and one was almost intercepted. Just incredible. Talk about efficiency? You want to talk about yeah. efficiency? That's all I needed. 
Red and Gold, thank you. Peyton Wisdom, wanted to get Jesse's take on this one. Do you think Shanahan could be fired if he squanders another year of Mitch Wisnowski's prime? You know Mitch Wisnowski's in a contract here? Big year for Is Mitch. Is he really? Yeah. Also Robbie Gould, too. Oh. Also Tabor Pepper. The three of them all have to really perform this year. Otherwise, Pepper's definitely coming back. They might I don't move know, on man. It, long snapping is difficult. All of a sudden, it, it could is. go. We've seen people That's all true. of a great and all of a they can't do it anymore. Tabor, a lot true. of pressure on you. Remember, what was it? Uh, Junkin for the Giants. Remember that game in yeah, like 2002? Like mental block all of a sudden. Gosh, just couldn't snap. Kyle Nelson with the Niners all of a sudden. They got rid of him real fast. He went from being the best to being the worst immediately. So, uh, yeah, Tabor. We're all watching you, Tabor. You think Trey Lance is under scrutiny? <laughs> Tabor. Talk about right short leashes around here. Uh, Peyton, to answer your question 100%. Yeah, if you squander Mitch Wisnowski's prime, like, you're out of here. Yeah, Mitch is already 30, I think. Deontay says if the Niners were going by potential and physical attributes, why not just go with experience fields at three? And one thing Lance does better than fields. Oh, I got a lot of them, actually. I can go get ahead. a ton of them. Go ahead. Um, so, first of all, one thing is is that Trey Lance coming out of college was efficient under center, 39%. Not something Trey or Fields did. The other thing is is that Trey Lance had a verbose playbook. He had to get in huddles, talk to 10 other men, get up to the line of scrimmage, call his own protections, call his own audibles. Fields didn't call his own audibles, didn't call his own protections. And plays are, I look over at the sideline and you're holding up cardboard paper with cutouts on it. So I think mentally, Trey Lance was certainly in a, in a better place than what people want to say he was in. Mm-hmm. I also, right away, one thing that you definitely notice between these two, and this is sometimes impossible to teach, Russell Wilson and even Patrick Mahomes, as great as they are, still struggle with this, and it can be an issue. When the pocket collapses, you cannot run straight backwards. No. That is not how it works in the NFL. That's what Justin Fields does all the time. All the time. Trey Lance so he's is really, he's really mobile, but he runs himself into sacks all the freaking time, and it's yes. annoying. So it's yes. like your mobility is a double-edged sword. With Lance, his mobility is a positive. Yes, absolutely. So, and, and one thing we have seen from Lance since he's coming to the league, and we'll see how long this tends to be an issue, is he holds on to the ball for a long time. But Fields was the worst out of all of those quarterbacks coming out of college. That was an issue in college. It wasn't for Lance. And so Lance, it's turned into a little bit of one. I think that's probably because he's trying to get used to the game speed. That might always be an issue for Fields. So those are the things that I would talk about when it comes to Trey Lance versus Fields. I think Fields is fantastic. I was always a Lance guy. Um, You know, Fields I would have been fine with, certainly. I think Fields might be better early. And that might frustrate a lot of fans. And there's a lot of fans that will say, I told you so. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And I I am willing to bet a lot. Says by the end of 2023, we're going to look at it and go, Lance was clearly the better player and the right choice. That being said, I like Fields. He's faster than Lance, quicker than Lance, more active than Lance. He's good. Uh, But everything you said is is dead on. I agree with that. Carlos says, against Arizona last year, defense – Hold game close this season. We see a lot of these. So one or two touchdowns per game is okay for the win running defense. Yeah, I mean, that's been the Niners formula for years. They've never been a quarterback dependent team. It's just like, don't lose the game at quarterback pretty much. Yeah, I mean, realistically, protect the football. That's your number one job at playing quarterback, protect the football. Jimmy didn't do a good job of that. If Trey Lance can do just that, which it's kind of built into his DNA, if he does just that, they'll win a lot of games. 
Red and Gold Al says Niners fans contend with mediocrity. 80s Bayview HP native, and we're not happy with playoff trips. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if it's something about Santa Clara, but HP not having it. Playoff <laughs> trips. That's the thing. Like down in Santa Clara, it's like, oh my God, this is playoff bat football. This is new to like, and candlestick. Man, that's just I mean, they've had a lot of serious moments at candlestick and they they knocked it down. It's not even there anymore. Doesn't see our, our the interest doesn't even peak until NFC championship there. Keneal says, What's up, Grant and Jesse? Trey's biggest strength is mental. It's not gonna fold. This will bring the best out of him. He's built for this. Yep. Yeah, it mental plus the overwhelming physical gifts that he has too. That's that's also nice. But the mental yeah, bit. Justin sure. says, What will the Niners use this newfound draft capital on? O line help, maybe. I think that they've tried to get O line help. Like they've it's not like they're not Iron drafting O line. It's just they're not necessarily hitting on some of the O-line. Now, thank goodness, it looks like Burford looks like a player. Banks, maybe we'll see. But early on, it doesn't look great. I mean, they're going to have to look. Jake Brendel, I love you. UCLA, we might have been there at the same time. He's like, they're, well, probably not. But he's not a long-term solution. They have no – like they wanted Alex Mack. They gave Alex Mack a three-year deal. He was here for one year. This is like a Band-Aid year at center. They're going to have to get a center. So if it's in free agency or the draft, like that's number one priority. Get a freaking center. Probably some safeties too. Remember last year when we wanted them to allocate the money differently than just Trent Williams and that's, go and get Lindsley, who's like, still you know, arguably you have great left tackle and like just a couple like no one else in your offensive line. It's about having good offensive line, not a good left tackle. And look at them now. Yeah, it sure would be nice to have a three-year younger Lindsley and a pretty dang good left tackle right now. Just saying, gonna throw it out there. They could have had Creed Humphrey, but they took Aaron Banks instead. And then I heard freaking um, Chris Forrester was saying, "Yeah, you know, everyone loves Creed Humphrey." Well, you compare Jake Brendel's uh, combine numbers to Creed, like, dude, stop, stop it right now. Stop it right now. Yeah, the the combine like six years, seven. Yeah. Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for watching. (laughs) If you want to get this awesome hat, awesome, I hate that word. It's phenomenal hat or that or the mug or the shirt, 49ersqcmarch.com, CPH1 promo code for 10% off. It's really high quality stuff made by Tony and Bryant Culp. Thank you very much. Shout out Everett Days for being the spearhead of the whole operation. And shout out Jesse for making these designs. That's Jesse. Yeah. If you see this on a shirt or a mug, this is my design. So go buy this one if you buy one. Yeah, make sure you buy that one or any of them. <laughs> or any of them. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe to Last Second Sports. Is it it's Last Second Sports? Still call that Last Second Sports. So, and uh, have a great night. Oh, real quick. John Lynch and Adam Peters are talking like 9:45 tomorrow. Adam Peters. So, we'll see what happens. I guess you're talking about Trey Sermon. So, Trey Sermon, get caught up. How's that? <laughs> you trade up for him. I don't like him. How's that? Uh, <laughs> can't wait to hear. Adam Peters bringing him in? Or first. That's the first. First time. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned.